You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 80. That's right. I said 80. All right, guys, this is insane. I cannot believe that we are only 20 episodes away from hitting the 100-episode milestone. That is nuts. I wasn't even sure I would make it past 20 episodes, but here we are at number 80. By the grace of God, he has truly been faithful to me through this journey, and I know his spirit has guided me in each step. All right, let me just stop because it's starting to sound like a Hollywood acceptance speech. I just want to thank God and the Academy and my family, my amazing husband who endured the late night hours of interviews and listening to my excessive excitement about everything podcasting. (laughs) But for real, he is a hero for dealing with my creative craziness. All right, so today on episode 80, I'll be sharing my conversation with a loyal listener and supporter of Hello Awesome, April Neto. Sister April is our oldest podcast guest so far, and I love that because as you will hear, she is full of so much wisdom. Sister April shares how she received the Holy Ghost while she was part of the Assembly of God Church and how that opened the door for someone to witness to her about the Pentecostal Church. The Holy Ghost truly led Sister April in this episode. As you will hear, she ministers about being faithful to God in her current singleness journey and how young people need to honor their convictions in pursuit of the will of God. I love her tenderness, and I know it will bless you too. Please enjoy this brand new episode of the Testify series. This is episode number 80 that I am calling God's Will with April Neto. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Just a quick note about this new series called Testify. It does contain adult content and will not be suitable for young children. So if you have young children around, I suggest that you listen to this on some headphones, on some earbuds, so that their little ears can stay pure and can stay innocent. Thank you for understanding. The seasons might be changing, but our amazing sponsors are sticking around to bring some deals exclusively to Hello Awesome listeners. Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style and comfort. I love the durable materials they use and all the fun patterns to choose from. Use the 10% off code HelloAwesome10 during checkout at nuggles.us to snag your new favorite fall outfit right now. If you're looking for super cute scrunchies that'll last in your hair all day, and yes, even long hair to your knees like mine, look no further than Sovita. I use them every day. Use coupon code PODCAST for 10% off your order right now at Sovita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A.com. Get that hair off your neck and into a cute top knot with one of their scrunchies right now as you go grab that pumpkin spiced latte this fall. Blue Thistle Taylor has timeless dresses, skirts, and handbags. Mandy truly has classic modest pieces that you will love for years to come. Just use our special code, HelloAwesome, 
for 20% off your order on bluethistletailor.com. That's B-L-U-E-T-H-I-S-T-L-E-T-A-I-L-L-U-E-R.com. Answer me this. Are you ready to switch out your toxic bath and body products for a better option? Rachel over at Oneness Essentials can hook you up. She makes handmade soap, body butter, and lotion that not only look and smell amazing, but they're great for sensitive skin. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order when you shop at onenesssoapbiz.com. Nestled in a lovely brick and mortar store in Starks, Louisiana, Dress Like an Angel represents the beauty of modesty through their stunning dresses, skirts, extenders, layer tops, and more. They even carry items for young girls, like their best-selling lace tights. Use our exclusive discount code HelloAwesome for 10% off your order at dresslikeanangel.com. A special thank you to all my sponsors who want to bless Hello Awesome listeners. I appreciate you and thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Okay, I forgot one more thing. Have you been blessed by the ministry of Hello Awesome on Instagram and here on the podcast? Consider becoming part of our exclusive membership program on Patreon. When you sign up today, you will unlock access to over 10 posts featuring devotional downloads, ebook and audiobook files for my new book, Give It to God Girl, printable modest fashion coloring pages, and the latest episodes of my brand new mini podcast series, The Real 15, which is only available to members. I post a new episode every week and will continue bringing special access to some really awesome content. Think of it like a secret club, and this is your invitation. Tap the link in the description of this episode or go to patreon.com backslash helloawesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash helloawesome to become a member and start enjoying your full all-access pass today. Hey, everybody, we are back on the podcast here, and I have another guest. We have been talking about testimonies, and I hopefully have had people on here, you know, who have shared their powerful testimonies that have blessed you. And we know that God is doing a great work and that he has done a great work in our lives, and he continues to do so. And I just wanted to bring somebody on here who uh, we have talked to back and forth, her and I, um, online, and she has been such a great support for Hello Awesome, and she has such a powerful story. So April, just thank you so much for being on the podcast and, and being willing to share your story. Can you just take a minute to share with us who you are and what you do? Yeah, um, my name is April Netto. I live in, in Northwest North, yeah, Northern Indiana, and I work at a public library. I am a middle-aged, single, apostolic woman who uh, came to the Lord at the age of 17, the summer after I graduated, and um, I work at a public library. I'm very active in my church. I love my church family. I uh, love my family. I have a great family, but as of the present time, I'm the only one in my family in the apostolic and sometimes that's kind of hard, but where there's breath, there's life, and I keep hanging on for them. And I also work part-time as a massage therapist and wanted a part-time job that I could keep my own, keep, make my own hours. And so that kind of helps a little bit. 
I, I teach, I've taught Sunday school for several years. I, I've taught all ages and right now I'm, I co-teach with the, the teen class and I, I was a little bit intimidated at first when I started and, but I love it. I, and I, and I'm pretty much helped a lot with the young people, youth groups coming up through the years and, and, and it's, they help keep me young. Cause I, like I said, I am, I'm a middle-aged lady and, but I love, I love our youth and I have a burden for them. And, want want to help get the, from their head to their heart so that they always keep the faith and keep strong mm-hmm. to be yeah. good lights. I love that. Well, like I said, just thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know this is just something totally new for you and just out of your comfort zone. And so I, I don't take it lightly that you agreed to do this. Um, But one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on the podcast is because we are talking about testimonies and I had kind of sent out a, a signal, if you will, for people to, to send in their testimonies to me and you emailed me yours. And I was just so floored with how God worked in your life that I wanted you to share that story here. Can you just take us back to that day or at least before that day, before the moment that you, you know, stepped into the church for the first time, um, can you just share with us, I guess, what was your life like before coming into church? Well, um, when I was young, I don't even remember how old, but I, we were really, I was pretty young and somebody came knocking out of the door from the Baptist church and invited us to church and we started going. And so my whole family was going to the Baptist church for, I don't even know how many years we went there, but um the summer between my ninth and tenth grade years in school um my parents found out some things that the pastor was doing and they didn't agree with and um so they tried to get him to resign and that never happened and at that point in my life the baptist church had taken me as far as they could um I was becoming bored with church. I would rather be in the nursery helping than be in the service. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, um, the people that left when they, when the pastor did not leave the church, the people that left that church before us were going to assembly of God church and they were starting a school that summer or that, that year. And my dad wanted to get us out of public school. And so we started going there. The first three years of private school, but um, it was okay. It was good. Um, that summer, after I graduated, uh, one Sunday morning, um, me and another friend were praying, and we got the Holy Ghost. And uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Assembly of God, but they they teach they don't teach the essentiality of the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues the way we do as apostolics. They teach it as a gift that you, for those who want it can have it, but it's not, they don't teach it as an essentiality for, for salvation. So I started asking questions and people were confusing me and I just started praying and I was talking to a friend of mine that goes to the church, went to the church that I now attend. And so she invited me out and I don't know if anybody's familiar with the wheel of prophecy track, but the teacher was teaching on that and so it's about all you know shows how the oneness of God and so I went back and basically at that time my 
parents pretty much only went to sun, Sunday school anyway. My dad didn't, my dad didn't go a lot with us to the Assembly of God because he wasn't, he, uh, he worked on the railroads. So he was gone a lot anyway, so he was on the road a lot. But if we wanted to go to Wednesday night, we had to find rides. But anyway, so I went to the Sunday's morning, you know, I went to the Sunday school with Hannah and then I, um, then she asked me back that night and I went back that night cause we weren't going to church and, and well at, at altar call, Hannah asked me if I wanted to pray and I'm like, okay, <laughs> it wasn't my church. I wasn't going to do it. If she hadn't asked me, I probably wouldn't have gone up and prayed, but I went up and prayed and, and spoke in tongues again. And everybody's like, Oh, you need to be baptized. And I'm like, I have been baptized. They're like, you need to be baptized in Jesus name. And I'm like, I was baptized in Jesus name. Cause at that time, didn't know there was a difference and so they asked my friend where I went to church and they told her she told them and they said no you you weren't baptized in Jesus name so I got baptized in Jesus name that night and <laughs> choked up here a little bit now. um and yeah I've been there ever since and God is just he's been by everything he's been my rock he's He's led me in ways that I just, I'm just eternally grateful to him. I'm so grateful that he put me where he put me and that, um, that he gave me a deep love for truth. Mm. I see friends of mine that, that were born and raised in this and are backslidden and actually have gone to gone you know gone to a different religion and and think they're okay and i don't i can understand a little bit on backsliding just to leave the church but to actually go back from truth and accept something other than truth mm -hmm. I, I i don't understand it because i know how god brought me you know he I believe he uses other religions, but mm -hmm. if you have a full, true heart for God, he's going to put you in a, you're going to be apostolic. Yeah. Um, he's going to give you the Holy Ghost. He's going to open himself up to you more and more. And, you know, a few years ago, I was at a conference and I heard um, a message on Song of Solomon that really opened it up in a different light for me. And in, part of that, he said, you know, this is, you know, it, people think of it as lovers and, but really it's, it's a depiction of how Jesus reveals himself. The closer you draw to him, he reveals himself a little bit at a time to you as you, you as you grow in him, he, re, he reveals more to you of his nature and draws you closer. And it just, it was eye opening. It was wonderful. And mm -hmm. But he has just, he has just been everything. I just, words can't describe. Yeah. At first, my parents, they're like, yo, you're brainwashed and, you know, you don't need all that. And, you mm -hmm. know, you, they're let, you letting them tell you how to live. And it's like, <laughs> you, they don't get it. And, and but I'm, I'm still, I'm holding on that eventually somebody and and I was really burdened for him and just you know at one point and I was just like God you know what's it gonna you know 
I want them safe so bad. And, and God just, um, he reminded me and he said, don't you think I want them saved more than you want it? Want them? And he, he said, but they have a free will. I've given everybody a free will. Right. So as hard as that is, that's how, how he works. Mm-hmm. And he, he don't want puppets on a string. He wants people that want a relationship with him and will give him their all. And the more we give to him, the more he reveals to us his, his, his ways are so unsearchable and so higher than ours. And he's blessed me so much. I just can't. He is so good. He is all the time, all the time. God is good. Yes. Um, I I was going to share a few of my favorite scriptures and my first great favorite scripture was Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We, you know, we don't have to run this. I mean, we don't have to, if we rest in him, if we're waiting on him, he will give us the strength for the journey. We just have to not be sidetracked by all the mess that goes on. We just, we, it is so important, the prayer and to keep prayed up, to keep our thoughts right. Because the, the thoughts, you know, we all have, we all fail. I mean, we're human. We're going to fail until, but fail I mean slipping and falling is not failure we can't let the devil beat us up every time we slip we gotta you know if we find our thoughts in a wrong place we need to like shake ourselves and talk to us that's not right you know remind ourselves of scripture you know let God you know I know there's times that I've battled you know depression or whatever but it's like no, that's not right. And, and I'll feel like, you know, being single and being the only one in my family at church, it's like, you know, they don't care, you know, it's like, that's wrong. That is wrong. That's not right. And, and since, cause he uses that, it's like, well, you know, who are you? You're nobody really. And it's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's a big liar and he knows your weaknesses and he's going to use those. And you've got to remind yourself that he is a liar. He is the father of all lies. We have to, that's why, that's why devotions is so important. And and I Mm -hmm. am ashamed to say it took me a long time to be consistent. And I think I'm finally got in a consistent place. And I'm like, wished I would have got here sooner. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. During this lockdown, um, I'm a big reader. I love to read inspirational fiction. I always had a book, you know, always, I checked out a bunch of books before um, we were closing. Okay, I got to make sure I have enough books. Well, I read one of those books, but I just, devoured the word and I devoured I didn't catch up yet but I've been listening to the podcast the viewers that I haven't listened to I was going to you know listening to online sermons thankfully um my pastor in Michigan the governor gave an edict that religious organizations for the 
purpose of worship would not be subject to the the orders that she put out. Mm. And so my pastor, we have a smaller church. My pastor stayed open. We were closed one week is all we were closed during, during this time. And he, and when things started to open up a little bit, he was asked to preach at another church in the area. And he said, he said it was so refreshing to him because he felt like the Lone Ranger because there, there wasn't, we were about the only church and Mm-hmm. My parents got back from Florida. Their church was doing it online or whatever conference calls. And they're like, they're not, they came to church with me. And I was so, so think like, God, please open up, open up yourself to them. Let them, let this be permanent for them. Let them get it, mm-hmm. you know, reveal it to them. And, and I guess the reason I'm so emotional too about this is because, you know, it seems like when I'm seeing hope and seeing light and seeing, you know, oh, this could happen, this could happen, and then something, it, it doesn't. And, but it's distractions because I know I'm in a stronger, better place than I've been ever. And between, mm-hmm. between my family and between what's going on in this country, it's just like, but God has given peace. He has given me such peace and he's an excitement. I'm like, okay, I really believe God's using this time to wake up his sleeping giant, the church, and that we're yes. going to see a revival like never before. Yes, and I, I, I know the time is short and I'm glad, I'm glad that I, I, I believe I'm going to see the coming of the Lord. I believe that I'm going to be here for the second coming. And while yes, there's so many backslidden friends of mine that I wanted to see get in and, and, he, and send my family in, but I just, I'm ready. I'm ready to go home. And, and, but I I do, I want God to just pour out that revival and get us out of here. You know? Um, Yeah, you're right. It is. It has been a very difficult year and we have had just a very trying season. And one thing leads to another, you know, um, when it comes to us being humans, we're just so flawed and so full of sin, you know, um, but we do have this hope and that is something that we have to remember is, uh, you know, God is coming soon and he's coming for us and we have to be prepared. And I'm just so thankful that, first of all, I'm thankful that you shared your story and you were just sharing your heart. I do feel like the Lord is moving on you right now, um, you know, speaking things that people need to hear. You know, when I'm thinking of you were saved so young, right out of high school, Right now you are, you know, like you said, in your own words, you're middle-aged, you're single in the church. I am sure that you have had a very powerful, difficult (laughs) journey, Um, but I'm just thankful that you are still here. And I just want to know, what encouragement can you give somebody right now who is a young person in the church and they are just having a hard time with staying true to their convictions when they're seeing their friends and their family walk away from the truth. What would you say to encourage that person? Find a place in prayer and let God keep you. Find, find somebody in your church, an elder, even an older person or somebody that's strong like you or striving to be strong and and get with them and ask them to pray with you 
um, find a mentor, uh, just just know that you're not alone. Find somebody that can encourage you and you can iron sharpen with iron and don't don't let the pull you out. It, it it yes, there are hard times, but there it's hard being out of church too. I mean, you're gonna have hard times in or out of the church. And just just don't let the the Satan take away from you this truth just get it in your heart if you don't have it fully in your heart get it in your heart with prayer and and devotion get in that word let him lead you let him guide you just and there's one um um there's here's a couple um uh jeremiah 29 11 it says for i know the thoughts that i Think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. It's not the will of God for you to leave. He He didn't save us so that we could be lost. He saved us to be lights to one another, to be lights to this dark world. And yes, we're gonna yes, you're gonna stumble, but get back up. Don't let don't let the adversary of your soul keep you down and say, oh, what's the use? God is there. Your pastor is there. Your youth leader is there. Just get back up and repent. Repent. You need to repent every day. We have to repent for things we don't even know we did wrong or, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, let God just cleanse you and and give you what you need. You can do this. Anybody can do this we have greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world don't lose hope don't lose sight of the of heaven don't lose sight of him um our pastor has been preaching second corinthians 4 13 it says um we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Don't let circumstances of this life blind you of what you know God has promised, what the promises in the book. Don't look at life circumstances because he knows what he's doing and let them be a strength to you. Let it, let God show you what he's doing through these hard times in your life because he, we will have them. But if we stay the course, if we let God teach us, let them be teaching moments, let it, and, and speak and talk to yourself, talk good to yourself. Talk. <laughs> he's like, don't be afraid to talk to yourself. You know, you got to speak you know, encourage yourself, speak up, encouraging yourself in the Lord. And, 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 and here's the good one to know, you know, get this one in your heart in Philippians four and nine. Uh, wait a second. Maybe it's not. Oh, Philippians four, eight. Sorry. (laughs) It says friendly, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of just whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So get your mind right. When you're, when, when those negative thoughts come in your head, just try to remember the scripture, what sort of things are lovely, you know, meditate on the promises of God and, and keep encouraging yourself and, and find somebody that'll help you along the way. And God will help you. He will help you. He will be that light and that strength to you. Yes. If as long as you allow it, you know, mm-hmm. don't, 
you can you can do this anybody can do this as long as they're determined and they have it in their heart to do it they will yeah. do it anybody can because god wants us to and he's in our court if nobody else is he's in our court right and he's gonna take us home if we would just stay the course mm-hmm Yes. Amen. Thank you so much for that. That was so encouraging. And I, I really do feel the presence of the Lord right now um, when you're speaking. Thank you, Jesus. So that brings me to this point, you know, I was just thinking of, because I, I understand, you know, I was brought up Catholic and I understand that there, I understand the confusion as a, as a person trying to understand God and not not getting a lot of answers. You seem to have a lot more questions than answers, right? Um, and, you know, my pastors often taught that there is a process of illumination, that everybody has some sort of illumination, but they're different levels, almost like different wattages for light bulbs. And some of us may be at 25 and some may, at, may be at 45. And, you know, so like you said God is using other churches and yes, we can't assume that he's just going to use, you know, uh, Pentecostal churches. However, every, every body has a different uh, illumination and um, we have to really get to the place where we have the full revelation. Right. And uh, so I, I wanted to hear your thoughts of what were, what was it like to come to the truth as far as uh, leaving behind what you were taught and really um, pursuing the truth about who God revealed himself to be to you. Wow. I, you know, it took me a few years. I don't know how many years. I mean, it took me a long time to like, well, well, how can they not be right? You know, I, I didn't really realize how, you know, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I'm like, but, so my grandma, you know, my grandma was passed and I'm like, she was, to me, she was a godly woman. And, and it's like, she's not going to be in, you know, just letting go of tradition, letting go of staying that teaching and, and stay in prayer. And, and you can't, you can't be judgmental towards others, mm -hmm. but you can, you can say there is more. God has more for you. God has more for you and pray right. for him and live the life. And just, it, it took me a while to get to that point where, oh yeah, this, this is it. We had a, a older saint in our church that passed a few years ago. And she said, she always said, if there was as many as two ways, I wouldn't know which way to go. And, and, and I was at that point where, yeah, you know, um, this is right. This is right. I know it is. And, and there's nothing out there in this world. And, and God, God will reveal himself to you. The, the, the more you seek him, the more he reveals and gives you understanding of truth, full truth. And it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say, Oh, well, my parents, they go to church. They're fine. Um, but the the bible is the judge and and you know my bible tells me i need to be baptized in jesus name filled with the holy ghost and you know live a holy life before him and i won't say i won't tell people oh you're going to hell because you're weren't you're not this but right. I'll, t I'll try to tell people there's more for, god has more for you god has more for you 
That was great. And I do agree. I think I remember somebody telling me that, um, and I've told this to other people too, that come from other uh, backgrounds of faith into Pentecost. And I've told them because it was told to me that God's not trying to take away what you already know. He's trying to just add to it. Right. And it's not right. to say that he can't add to what we know. Um, right. And he, but I, I do feel like, like we, I do feel like we have a lot of truth and there's so much to learn within that truth. And I don't believe that God will take us out of, you know, one church and put us in another church just so we can learn less. <laughs> right. You know, right. Um, that doesn't make sense to me, but I think, however you were raised, God wants to take that and, and simplify it and clarify things and to bring you to a revelation of who he is. Cause that's all it's about. It's about relationship yeah. with you. So if you don't feel like you're in a relationship with him where you are, then that's what, where we have to pursue. And right. um, that kind of leads me to my next point is because, you know, being single is very difficult, especially, you know, um, no matter what age you are, what has been a pillar of strength for you? during singleness all these years? Well, I am fortunate to have parents and a church that haven't said, oh, you need to find somebody, you need to find somebody. Or my parents, oh, I want grandbabies, I want grandbabies. You know, at 53, I am past the point of I would not have children if I got married tomorrow. But um, that has, so that's, that's helped, but, and if you read my yearbook, uh, you know, what are you going to do? I wanted to get married and have a big family, so that was, you know, I didn't see myself single at 53, you know, and, and it's been a difficult journey, but God has always, he's always helped me. I just, he's been my strength. He's been, he's been the one to to comfort me and be my husband through, you know, be a husband to me where I don't have one, mm -hmm. be the leader. I mean, my pastor has, they've just, my church is great. I love my church. I'm closer to some of them sometimes than my own family. And like I said, nobody's pushed the issue of single, you know, you, you know, looked at me weird or anything like that. And, and, and it's gotten, I won't say it's easy, but it's gotten easier. I mean, got easier through the years. It, it struggled with it in my 30s a lot because I'm like, oh, the biological clock's ticking. If I don't get married soon, I won't be able to have children and blah, blah, blah. And, and But every time that I get down and think, you know, I'm in the will of God. That's all I, I'm like, I pray for to be in the will of God. And just that has kind of kept me I'm like I would much rather be and know I'm in the will of God single in a relationship that God's will just because I'm want to be married so bad you know not that I want to be I do I would like to have a kind of <laughs> it's it doesn't drive me anymore it didn't I guess it's never really driven me I'm like God I have prayed you know, God, if it's not your will for me to be married, take this desire away from me. He never took that desire away from me. Am I saying that he's going to send somebody? I don't know, but 
I know I'm in the will of God where I'm at and that helps. And I was, I was a nanny for a few years and I, we were, I was talking to their mom once and I said, sometimes I, you know, glad I'm single. And there are times I'm glad I'm single. There are times I wish I was married and she's a happily married woman. She says, yes, and it never changes. So it's like, you know, just the assurance to know that, and, and I'm not, I'm old fashioned. I'm not going to seek somebody. (laughs) I just pray. I I've prayed and God knows what I want and and God knows what's best for me too. It's like that scripture I said, God knows the thoughts and he, you know, I don't want to ever be outside his will. So if, if you send somebody, you know, that's great. If he doesn't, he'll help me through till he calls me home or come, he comes back to get me. Um, just being single, drive you into something that's not God's will in your life. Pray for God's will. Yeah. Put it out there. Let God know what you would like in a companion, but, and let, and let him lead you, let him guide you, let him be your anchor. Let him, if it happens, you know, just pray to be in his will and, and to be open to his will. And just let him take you through the hard places in life. Cause he will, he will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk to someone right now. Maybe they are, you know, in their thirties and they're not married yet. And they're wondering, Lord, you, you see how faithful I've been. How come, you know, you haven't <laughs> delivered on this, you know, blessing. Um, uh, what would you say to someone right now? a lady in her 30s, because you've been there, who feels just so discouraged about this lack of companionship that she longs for and is just trying to be faithful but is feeling that void. What would you say to her? Recently, I let God be, just pray God's will, but Think about this too. Would God, if you're being faithful, you're doing everything you you know to do, don't let the enemy discourage you because would God withhold something from you? Would God withhold a good thing from his child? No. And God knows knows what we need when we need it. He knows uh he knows what we need and he and it's not easy, no. But just fall in his arms let him let him love you the way you need to be loved let him fill that void let him be your rock and know that he's not gonna hold any good thing from his child but but he knows what we need when we need it and just fall in love with him and keep your heart right and and keeping don't let the devil discourage you and say well if you were blah 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 you would have a husband or you know you would have that no god don't work that way god knows what we need when we need it and he will help us in every difficult situation yes amen and i'm just so thankful that you know god brings us through these hard lessons and we don't want to go through them but it's to help other people you know, obviously right. it's to, 
it's obviously to teach us something, but not just so that we can hold the lessons to ourselves. Does that make sense? Right. And, and I do feel yes. like, you know, and you've said, you know, you've desired to have a family, you have children and you have a church family and you have your Sunday school children. And I know it's not biologically the same, but it's amazing when we are part of the family of God, how he kind of does fill our needs in different ways. And um, exactly. so, yeah, I was just actually thinking about when you were talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost, that's something that, you know, I always remember. I mean, I'll never forget that moment when you grow up just so different from that and not knowing what that even is. Um, and then you're, you're kind of learning as you go. I'm also the only one who is a Pentecostal on my side of the family. So I understand, um, you know, Sister April, where you're coming from. And it is not easy. And it's not easy to explain those kind of things, especially to your family members who believe something different. Um, but I will say, and maybe you can, um, you know, jump in after. I, I will say that the longer you hold your convictions, the more respect people outside of the church will give you. Do you see that to be true? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, I don't even have to, I don't even have to say something. Just, just the way we live speaks volumes to people. And I have a coworker here at work that she, she is, she is a swearer, but I mean, I never said anything to her, but she's like, oh, I'm sorry if she gets up and says something is like, and then I have others that, you know, they might be telling some off colored stuff and they're like, Oh, you don't want to hear this, you know? So they have respect. They see, they see how you, they see your life. You know, there's a saying, you know, you may be the only Bible some people read and that's, we just gotta, people see it. They know. And, and I just pray that I can be salt and light in that. But yeah, just be salt and light and let God use you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I do think, you know, maybe that's an encouragement for those out there, you know, who are struggling. Um, you know, that's why I want to bring these testimonies is because we, we are learning together and we are all humans. We do fall. But mm -hmm. it's so important for us to hold on to our convictions, even if nobody else understands. And right. I think that's one of the, the beauty, the beautiful things about this podcast is hopefully, you know, hearing different voices from different people and different backgrounds and just knowing that God is still faithful. And if we still, if we stay, if we stay faithful to him and to his will and we obey him, that he will take care of everything and work it all out for our, our good as long as we right. are obedient to him and you know it is hard it is hard to have friends that are doing things that are not okay <laughs> you know it's right. hard to see family members make really difficult choices and you know it's not the right choice and um or or see family members make mistakes but i will tell you this and this is something that um you know, my husband's family and I, we, we do talk about a lot is they do know who to call when something is wrong. Oh, yeah. They know who yeah. to, to pick up, to, to text when they want prayer. And it's oh, yes. because they, they know that there's something different about us. And hopefully we right. can, we can realize that it's a gift. It's a gift to be different 
and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't feel shame about it. No, no, not at all. And, and about the convictions, you know, a couple of things, you know, there's the scripture about, it's not wise to compare ourselves among ourselves. We got to take care of ourselves. Make mm-hmm. We're right. And there, and yes, we have things that every pastor has, you know, we have the Bible and then our, our man of God may, you can't compare ourselves with another church because our man of God looks out for who he's over. And we might have, he might have see different, he sees, God sees what BB problems with us and he'll, my pastor is very clear to say, okay, now this, if it's not in the Bible, you know, he doesn't have chapter and verse for it, but he's, he's got the mind of God. He's our voice. He's God's voice in our life. And so we might have to do something at our church that another church may not. And, but we can't compare ourselves amongst ourselves. We have to line up with God, line up with our man of God. And, and even beyond, beyond the church, what, you know, our pastor might tell us that he wants for our church. If, when you have your own close relationship with God, you might have stronger convictions than your pastor preaches, Mm. but you can't put those convictions on a friend of yours because God will give you different convictions for different things because he knows what you personally need as well as what your church needs as well. And he will guide us and he will, and we just got to be sure and keep that relationship. My brother recently said something, well, your religion. I'm like, Whoa. I said, I don't have a religion. I have a relationship with my creator. And he backed down and he's like, yeah. And that's, that is a good key. It's not about our religion necessarily. We have to have a relationship. God called us for a relationship with him. And that's what is the utmost important. If we want to make heaven our home, we have to secure that relationship and talk to him every day, get in his way and, and he'll, he'll guide us. He'll, he'll get us there. Yes, I agree. Um, Well, April, thank you so much for just taking time to share your story and share your heart. I know that this is going to be an encouragement to, to those who are listening and, you know, it's important for us to share our testimonies. And I know this wasn't, you know, uh, easy for you. I know this is totally out of your comfort zone. Um, but I think, you know, uh, we overcome by the power of our testimonies, right? And I think um, right. hopefully we can share our testimonies and help other people overcome. And I'm just so thankful for you and for your support. Obviously, um, you've been just a a beautiful light to me and an encourager and a cheerleader to me. And I'm just so thankful for that. Um, can you just share uh, where people maybe can uh, connect with your church and connect with you? Well, our church doesn't have a website and um, as of yet. But I am on Instagram, but I do not have, I have, I'll have to request, but it's April underscore Neto, I think is the new handle. <laughs> but if you look me up and you request me, if I may or may not accept it, if you look apostolic, if you see them all up and up, I, but like I said, it's, it's private. I don't want every, <laughs> I don't want it open. I have men request me all the time. I'm like, I don't know you. No. Yeah, <laughs> it does happen. I'll put it in the show notes if people would like to yeah. request you. But 
Um, but yeah, but thank you for taking the time to be here. And I'm, and I'm just so grateful for you and thank you for sharing your heart with us. Thank you for what you out there too. It's an encouragement to many, I'm sure. (laughs) If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at hello awesome ministries. It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.